0: Advance release with the Adventure Mind Podcast. Aloha, Warriors! Joshua Loya, aka Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior. I have with me uh, from across the pond, as as they say, uh, Victoria Humphreys, adventurer extraordinaire. She's she's done a bunch of uh, pretty cool things, not least of which is um, take a journey to the North Pole with uh, with your mother. Actually, <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of women that that just pretty fantastic thing. I heard that, uh, that 30 for 30 podcast and, and that, that sounded like it was a really cool and very challenging experience.
1: Uh, yeah, it was cool in every sense of the word. Um, it was an amazing opportunity. So yes, my mother and I were part of the first all-female expedition to the North Pole. Um, it was a few years ago now, but it was a, a relay expedition where they wanted completely normal people. They didn't want professional explorers professional adventurers they wanted normal people right who would um be attracted by the idea of a challenge of something that was a little bit different and then you know 20 odd years ago no one really did these big adventure trips nowadays there's lots of charity fundraisers and adventuring is True. quite the thing whereas it really wasn't then so yeah it was an amazing opportunity absolutely fantastic
0: what um You know, there's obviously, you've talked about this before, but for our listeners, um, how did you get involved in something like that? Because most people don't wake up if they're not (laughs) already in this space of, hey, doing, you know, kind of more outside the the line thing. Like, what made you go, I want to go to the North Pole? Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I absolutely did not wake up thinking I want to go to the North Pole. Um, (laughs) Very, very simply, I... Well, I suppose if I give a bit of context first, I had been brought up in a family where we were always told, why not? What's the worst that can happen? And give it a go. Um, You know, if we climbed a tree, well, you've got to get yourself down. I'm not going to take you out of it. Work it out for yourself, you know. Um, not it. in a cruel way, but in a very much...
0: F- right, right. But just the reality yeah. of life is that there are you can take risks and there's some awesome things, but there are also consequences Absolutely. to your actions. Absolutely.
1: And it certainly wasn't a, yeah. an, a family where danger was encouraged. But as you say, it was learning about taking risks and working it out for yourself. So yep. I've been brought up with that attitude. And so when I saw a, a newspaper advert, I was commuting on the tube in London, going to work. And I saw an advert in the newspaper saying women wanted to walk to the North Pole. And I literally, I looked at it and I thought, yep, I can do that. Not in an arrogant way, as in I can do mm-hmm. it easily, but in a, um, well, what's the worst that can happen? Let's give it a go. I mean, obviously, quite a lot can happen up in the Arctic. <laughs>
0: yeah, actually, we'll we'll get into that. You had a, a caring experience. We'll, we'll circle to that yeah. in a
1: minute. But uh, yeah, so it was that kind of attitude. And also, I think the other bit was the other thing mum in particular had always said to me was, if you wait to say yes, someone else will get mm-hmm. there first. So, you know.
0: I think that's really good yeah. advice. So many things that I, you know, I've had on both sides of that were things I haven't done mm. and things I have done and things that I didn't do that I wish I would have after the fact because somebody did it. Definitely. So and I, would I think...
1: Totally back up with your mom. You can says. always say yes. And then if you've analyzed it in the cool light of day and think, actually, that really is mm-hmm. too expensive, scary, difficult, whatever it might be. And you genuinely, with a rational mind, think, actually, I don't want to do it now. You can always back out. But if you haven't yep. said yes in the first place, you've lost that opportunity. Um, and like you, I've definitely... I don't like regret, but I've definitely um, been sad I haven't said yes to some things and mighty relieved that I've pulled out of others. I'm not too proud. Sure. I'm not too proud.
0: Um, So, you know, it sounded like they didn't just go, okay, no training. Here you go. Walk to the North Pole and, uh, you know, uh, wear your – your early spring sweater or jumper, <laughs> as you say, over there, you know, and, and no weather protection or anything. I mean, they, they got you prepared, the 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 people that were organizing. Yeah,
1: this. it was almost 18 months, actually, of training and preparation from when we had the first selection weekend um, where they whittled out – well, so they, they weren't too worried about physical fitness because pretty much anyone can get fit enough. Um,
0: but sure. Well, in a year and a half, you can exactly. do a lot.
1: And also, up in well, in with any big expedition, but especially in the polar regions, they there's a phrase that it's 90% mental, 10% physical. Um, so it's all about the mindset. And so, they they during the selection weekends they were run by ex SAS officers, so you can imagine it was it was pretty hardcore, okay. Um, yeah, you know, and they, for example, we had to swim through a river fully dressed, um, in midwinter. Um, and then carry on in our kits. In another um, one of the exercises, I think this was on the second training, um, second selection weekend, each team had to carry, basically it was like a ginormous uh, telegraph pole, a really, really heavy pole of wood between the five of us or six of us, and you were never allowed to let it down on the ground. Um,
0: Man, that sounds almost like a a little... Not quite the same, but very similar to what we make our seals go through over <laughs> here. Uh, they're getting ready; just they call it Hell Week. Yes. Um, so I, I live in San Diego, which is where they they train a lot of the uh, the you know the Navy SEALs here, and they do exactly that. They they got to go through cold water, and they're holding the 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 big logs and everything. It sounds like you were doing very similar exercises. It was, it was
1: all about mind games. It really was. It was about yeah. how do you cope when everything goes wrong. And, you know, up in the Arctic, you can't telephone and call a bus or call a helicopter. You know, you are miles and miles and hours and hours from help. So it's how do you cope? Do you crumple? Do you laugh? Do you work together? Do you become a solitary individual? Is it, as with most people, probably a bit of a combination of everything? But is that, how's the combination balanced? Um, So it was, yeah, it was looking, they were playing mind games with us to see who would cope. In those situations,
0: are you going to crack under pressure,
1: kind of thing? Because the Arctic, you can't really prepare for. I mean, not it's not like some things where you can prepare more easily. The Arctic is so unpredictable.
0: Yeah, it's not like a football match or something, or you know, where you can kind of you know there are rules and referees, and if somebody's injured enough, then you can swap out somebody to finish that period of the game or something.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was. It, yeah, the, the two the two selections were pretty tough. Um, they narrowed it down to 20 of us. So it was five teams, each with four British women. Um, and then our two guides, one was American, one was Canadian. Um, they were female as well. They are the unsung heroines of all of this um, because they actually did walk the whole distance and they became the first women. Oh, they yeah. did? Wow. So they are okay. amazing. Um, but they hadn't been to the Arctic. Well, they'd been to the Arctic. They hadn't been to the pole. So they were trailblazers in their own way. But one of them, Matty, lived in um, Baffin Island and Denise lived in northern Canada. So, I mean, it's not Baffin. Yeah, Baffin Island. So they knew what they were up to. But um, sure. it was, they were looking, yeah, they, they they selected the teams based on the conditions of the ice. So when you first leave land, the ice is very, very rough and As you get nearer the pole, it's very flat. So in simple terms, you want the strong workhorses, the oxes at the beginning, and you want the greyhounds doing the last legs, which is the really fast legs. Okay.
0: Catch the full episode only on AdventureMind.net or in your favorite podcast app.